lights up everything. Our serotonin levels are up because the blues are on another three-game heater. Is this one fact or fiction? We'll discuss ahead. Plus, the NHL has struck a new TV deal with Turner Sports. It's TNT, it's dynamite. We'll talk about what it means for the league ahead. So let's get started and let's bring back the Atlanta Thrashers. It is Wednesday, April 28th, and the Blues are on a three-game winning streak. And Yet again. You are joining us. We haven't done this in a long time from our sordid and temperamental studios at the southeast entrance of the Excel Center in uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis, St. Paul, which is just right across the street from a Drury Inn for some mm-hmm. reason. And, you know. Uh, I don't know. People have to stay downtown. I, I got to tell you, well, so did Vanessa Carlton that one time. She made her way downtown, <laughs> you know, looking out. In the, anyway, she apparently, I read this today. It's like the 20th anniversary of that song. Don't like that. I, at no. All. 20 but, years old? <laughs> oh, boy. But uh, she wrote an article, she did an interview about the song, and she was like, well, it's actually about a crush I had on a student at Juilliard at the time, but I can't tell you who it is, and I'm keeping it genderless on purpose because they're now a famous actor. And it gave this list of people that it could have been, and the only name that I really recognized was Oscar Isaac. And I was like, listen, Vanessa, if it wasn't Oscar Isaac, you're doing something wrong. Because <laughs> Oscar, I got a crush on Oscar Isaac. Who doesn't? You know, he's a good looking man, and he's a good looking man. Much like Robert Thomas is a good looking man. Except he's not. He's really not. <laughs> kind of awkward. He's, he's, he's growing into his... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, you get, know? he's getting there. I'm sure, you know, just a little bit of manscaping. What if when he's like 24, he is like, you know, he's like a, a stud and it's just like off-putting. Who knows? Uh, you know, wow, what a week <laughs> what, it's been. What a start. What a difference a day makes or a week One day. in this case. Uh, yeah, go listen to the last podcast and then just listen, listen to to directly to, to this back, one. Yep. And just see what a bipolar mess we uh, are. You know, it's not our fault. They had it's given not, us no you, reason. You've done this to us. Yeah, they had given us no reason to accept this. Uh, but here, here, it, here, here it is. What are your thoughts? Give me your overview. Oh, boy. As I open this Bud Select, which InBev brews specially for our community so that they 
can distract us from raping our cultural <laughs> institutions. I've heard that Bud Select will let you finish drinking so you don't spit it everywhere. I've heard it's now elsewhere. I heard you now you can get it of elsewhere. Course, of course. You know what? Screw InBev. They're what? Brazilian? I don't even speak Portuguese. <laughs> but you know what? I don't like them. I, I believe like they're em. from Denmark, I think. Are they? Who's Brazilian then? Wait, you, you mess them with them. I think they're you're Denmark. With them. I think they're from over in... Uh... InBev is... Uh, Am I wrong? I could be wrong. Belgium. Belgium. We're both wrong. I was close. Brazilian brewer. Okay, hold up. All right, all right. <laughs> Inbev Brewing Company resulted from the merger between Belgium-based company Interbrew and Brazilian brewer Ambev. Well, you know. So why can't we be called like Inbev Weiser? Inbev Weiser. How do you even say Anweiser? If you Ooh, it could be an Inbev. <laughs> You should have to change the name like that. Just become a giant amalgamation. Yeah. Oh, that's how the Germans do it, baby. They just smush words together yeah, until they, they got the word they want. Yeah. Um, I love it. I so anyway. like a bookcase on fire. Let's put bookcase and fire feel together. And mm-hmm. there you go. That's your that's your word. Bookcase fire field exactly. Uh, these have been this has been fun games. These have been weird games. These have been different games. I guess maybe the first game against Colorado and this game. The one against the Wild that they had tonight feel similar mm-hmm. in the fact that they were down and came back. But the the one in the middle of there feels very different um, because they were they were up and they and they held the, held the ground. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's been a weird this... one. I'm starting. I'm not I'd... convinced on this team, but I'm starting to enjoy the thought of the playoffs. I don't want to overreact. Do it. That's but what this podcasts th- this three game winning streak feels much better than the last three game it does it does it feels like i'm watching this and i'm like okay this feels like something's changed a little bit rather than that one where i'm like all right jordan bennington stole one and then one was just like goofy Mm -hmm. and then there was that third one that was an overtime win that we didn't deserve you know um by the way for folks who are following this closely sticking with the new mic setup we've changed some settings we got one comment. We changed the setting. We're trying to listen to the people. But you let us know. If, you, if we sound like talking tortoise, tortoises, tortoises, then tell us. Because that's not right. We're not supposed to sound like that. We would sound like the Ninja Turtles. That's right. Which would be cool. That Cowabunga. Would, yeah, yeah, which would be your weapon of choice. I'm thinking bow staff for sure. See, I like. I really like Donatello. And the problem is he's like the dorky yeah, one. Well, but I'm sure. like... But I like Ninja Turtles, so I'm a fucking dork. So right. give them to me. Exactly. Who can? Who's gonna judge you? Yeah, he was. He was cool. I like that one. It's not the leader. You know, swords are an obvious pick. Everyone likes Michelangelo. Swords are boring yeah. though. Also, he used a sword, but he wasn't like chopping people in half, was he? That's my favorite thing about <laughs> uh, any of. Well, I guess the cartoons for sure, but definitely the movies, the live action movies, uh-huh. like. I think he only hits people with the hilts. Yeah. He, like, will deflect other weapons with the uh-huh. sword, but it will be like, bam. In fact, there's even, like, a beat in the third movie where he, like, goes, hold these. And he gives them to some guy, and the guy holds both of them, and then he punches the guy in the <laughs> face. And then takes them back. Which I love. Yeah, everything, even the sigh that, like, Raphael has, I guess, like, he can't go stab you with them. No. He just kind of, like punches them while he's holding it i guess only michelangelo and uh donatello can actually hit you with their weapons (laughs) (laughs) well you know now that we've done this deep dive into the ninja turtles find out more on our ninja turtles podcast you guys want sewer and (laughs) (laughs) that's also our deep dive into uh the the pear river (laughs) 
River Despair. Uh, yeah. Which oh. my which my sister told me is apparently a band, like a band in St. Louis the called Despair. The River Despair. And I was like, a, yeah, a thousand go. percent. Uh, so I'm good. In. I'll go to every concert when we can. Uh, I got my first injection this week. It was very <laughs> unexpected, which is not most people's Human story. growth hormones. <laughs> exactly. HGH, baby. Maybe. Yeah. I walked into Schnooks and they're like, would you like to join our experimental program? <laughs> <laughs> you can make it and you can do it uh, <laughs> oh boy oh boy <laughs> it was such a small amount of water in my mouth. it was so small oh I uh, caught him right as he was taking a sip folks no. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to splice your oh. DNA with a bat. Oh, boy. And then we'll see you, what happens. You know, I really like the episodes where we get to rant and rave, but it is nice to be in a good mood for once. It's like, it has to be this way, because <laughs> when they do good, there's not as much to talk about. It's all it's all happiness, but, you know. Yeah. I don't, we don't get to go on, like, 10-minute rants about how Bruby's just a piece of crap. So we go on 10-minute rants about schnooks and injections. Okay, Blues hockey. We did right. it. Right. All right. So, the Blues took on the Colorado Avalanche in St. Louis, which is one of the two places that game logically could have been played. And there's no uh, no Colton Pareko. Mm-hmm. There's no Zach Sanford at the last minute. And there are 11 forwards and 7 defensemen. But really, there's only one defenseman, and his name is Jake Wallman. And oh, Preko was in this team. game. This is oh, where he got right, injured. Right, right, right. right, 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 right. <laughs> I mean, he was barely in it. Yeah. Even also, when he's in it, as you know. I was going to say, also, did he get injured, or did he just maybe, exacerbate an injury? Maybe we'll talk about that at the end. That's yeah. something we can rant about. Yeah, we'll talk about old Colty, Colt 45, except he's 55, because he's taller than 45. <laughs> an extra 10 feet. Anyway, this one started real bad with back-to-back goals from Kale McCarr and Gabriel Landeskog in the first three minutes. Not how you want to start. Mm. Um, you know, Burkowski passed the puck to McCarr. He's real good. Moved in the high slot. Oh, we got a penalty right off the hop, so this was a power play goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Landeskog scores a little later, uh, knocking in a wraparound. McCarr got the puck. Uh, and Landis Cog was unguarded. He shot the puck into the empty net because Bennington was still recovering from the said wraparound attempt. And Ryan O'Reilly, the team captain, is pissed, and he transformed. He mm-hmm. evolved. It's like when uh, Pikachu refused to evolve into Raichu, Ryan O'Reilly had no problem doing it. <laughs> he said, please. Which, by the way, Ash, just give him the Thunderstone. He doesn't get to tell you who he is. Mm. Um, I know, it's a very good message for kids. Be yourself, and you can be great. Not really. Not if you're stuck as a Pikachu. <laughs> Not if you can naturally turn into something better. That's right. Exactly. That's who you are. That's right. Exactly. Uh, exactly. That's really a lesson for kids to hold themselves back from their true potential. Yeah. That's the lesson they're teaching well, kids. Maybe. Anyway, Ryan O'Reilly is pissed. Ryan O'Reilly is a hockey player, folks. And when he's pissed, he's playing Here hockey. Maguire so. will let you know. That's right. The first of Ryan O'Reilly's spoiler alert three goals this game <laughs> came uh, just a few minutes later. He tried to pass the puck to Kairu in the slot. The puck hit uh, Devon Taves. Devon or Devon? It's Devon. I mean, it? it looks like Devon. Do they say I Devon? I think it's Devon, yeah. That's <laughs> too bad. In the sk- I, liked I liked him. Uh, in the skate and trickled in past 
Dubnik, it was, it, you know, it maybe looked fluky, but the goal didn't happen without O'Reilly stripping the puck from McKinnon while on the forecheck. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, I th- I'm just going to come out and say it, not very good. No. Not particularly good. Ryan O'Reilly, hockey. better than Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, the, they were pretty idiots. Clear they should have traded McKinnon to Buffalo and then to us, us. and seen how that would have gone, you mm-hmm. know, but no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, that was all uh, That was all Ryan O'Reilly's hard work. Thoughts, thoughts on that goal at all? Yeah, I mean, it's it's Ryan O'Reilly willing the puck into the back of the net, more or less. I mean, it's a pass to Cairo, but like you said, he stripped the puck uh, from McKinnon, which which is a hard hard player to uh, to go one on one against and, and come good. out with the puck. So, pretty good, uh, contrary to what we just said. Yeah, he's, he's actually actually a fairly good player. Um, but yeah, I mean, you see Ryan O'Reilly get angry in a lot of games. He's never angry at anyone, really. He's really just ever, only ever angry at himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and also Zach <laughs> And so when it was 2-0 and Pierre uh, made that remark, like, ooh, o- O'Reilly's angry, you know, who knows what's going to happen now. Uh, I was like, we're going to fold. Like, <laughs> and, and it's not anything against Ryan O'Reilly. It's just that when he gets angry, the team doesn't always necessarily respond. Um, because O'Reilly directs it internally. And he's mm-hmm. not... He's not Holding people accountable, as far as we can tell, and that's not his fault. He just needs, you know, just be a better leader, Ryan. It's <laughs> no, not your fault. You're just failing. You're just us. terrible. No, I mean, it was one of those things where, of course, it made sense in retrospect that he came out and then was a man on fire. But at the time, I was like, yeah, but he's been frustrated before, rightfully so. I don't know if that means anything, and I was wrong. Yeah, well, it t- turned out to mean a lot in this game because he was about to score once again uh, 12 minutes into the period. Pareko kept the puck in the zone with some nice and hand-eye coordination. He swatted the puck over to Shen, who passed it over to O'Reilly. O'Reilly thinks about passing the puck to Kairou, but instead he decides to go forehand, backhand, and roofs a backhand shot over the shoulder of Dubnik. Where have we seen that before? It was Dubnik, right? He was just a shark when he yeah, did the so. last... Mm, sorry, Debbie. Um... Ryan O'Reilly did a great job here of holding off the defender, protecting the puck all while creating a scoring chance for himself. Ryan O'Reilly, we had that whole rant last week about the Blackhawks and the Avs, how they would like just decide, mm-hmm. like, okay, we're going to win hockey games now. Ryan O'Reilly is a little bit of that yeah. as a solo person. He should, you know, he can't always turn the whole team, but he does have that ability. It's kind of like how TJ Oshie used to like three or four times a season just make some jaw-dropping play that was like literally all him mm-hmm. and it's just like if he could unlock that consistently he'd be like a top five player in the league you know because he's just oh, yeah. skating around he'd, he'd skate around two people he'd like reverse check a guy get the puck pile on two defenders and then like you know dangle around the goalie and score and it's just like where is that coming from <laughs> ryan o'reilly's got a little bit of that ability to just be like you know what not today <laughs> not today not on old not on the old o'reilly factor that's not how we're doing it we're doing it live on the o'reilly factor. just got a lot shows a lot of effort and i think it translates you know like mm-hmm. it's one thing to be a fourth liner and just be like man He's throwing his body. He's working his ass off. But boy, he's got like two cent hands, you know, <laughs> uh, compared to the rest of the yeah. NHL, you know, compared to us, amazing player. Um, but yeah, but he, he can put it all together because he's got the skill. Again, it's not, there's nothing about Ryan O'Reilly aside from like maybe like the face offs, right? Mm. That's like, and I guess the backhand at this point, really, that's like completely elite. But everything he delivers is so great. And if anything, I'd say he has, like, an elite work ethic, right? Like, that's the elite part, is that he just always is trying. I think I use the 
analogy of like he's the best grinder that's ever played the game mm-hmm. and that's like a little bit fake because he obviously is very skilled and has very smooth mitts and stuff but like like you said he's not he's not a guy that shoots or skates at an elite level like mm-hmm. the things that you would think of like make a, a top prospect in the nhl yeah people are sometimes like man how did ryan o'reilly fall to the second round and i'm like I don't know, watch him. You can see how. Like, yeah. It sort of makes sense. Like, And again, not to insult the guy, but like Nathan McKinnon, you watch that dude skate for two seconds and you know why he was a top, you know, first overall, but like a top mm. five, top ten pick. Like, of course, Ryan O'Reilly doesn't have anything that jumps off the column at you that way. He's just like so insanely devoted to his craft and he works so hard and he practices so hard and i think one of the things that's cool about that is like i think he's going to age really gracefully too Mm -hmm. so like if they think about extending him which i assume that they will when the time comes in two years like i don't want to give him an eight-year deal Mm -hmm. but i have no qualms giving him a pretty healthy like four or five-year deal Mm -hmm. you know because i feel like I just don't know. He doesn't have those skills that you really lose because he never really had them to begin with, you know. And and winning faceoffs doesn't necessarily. I mean, I guess your quick tr- twitch muscles might slow down, but like the technique of it and the skill yeah. of that sort of stuff and making good passes and seeing the ice, like those are the sorts of things you don't lose. That's what the semi-illegal drugs are for. That's, That's right. What keeps your quick twitches. That's uh, right. Twitching. You're gonna take some of those whatever them smelling salts is. Mm-hmm. No, I love how that's just like common in the NHL. I, Everybody's fine with it. I don't want to ever smell those salts no. because the way people's eyes dilate and they just get look amped. Have for you a ever second, watched like, no something thanks. where people have done it like who weren't players or whatever, and they're just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, like, I don't want. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I want that I don't feeling. Care for this, you know, like I don't like it. I'm happy. I'm perfectly happy with smelling this, buds. <laughs> You know, oh, by the way, folks, we are not sponsored by Bud Select. It's just a very easy drinking beer. You know, it's not, it's not classy. Nobody, nobody's impressed that I'm down on a Bud Select on this podcast. It's just, it's just there. It's affordable and it's smooth. It's about, you can get it anywhere, anywhere <laughs> in the St. Any, Louis region. Any grocer, any quality grocer carries Bud Select. And let me tell you, folks, only 99 calories a bottle, 3.1 carbs. Uh, but not a sponsor of this podcast <laughs> by any means. Uh, but if they want to be, <laughs> yeah, it well, certainly can be arranged. <laughs> yeah, seriously, bro. For like free, for pennies <laughs> on the dollar. Give me some of that Budweiser money, baby. I don't need much. Give me like a, just like a set, you know? Shit, dude, we'll pay you to allow us to advertise for you with That's like right. a real ad. We'll just see, we'll just seem that much more credible. Yeah. Nobody thinks we're credible. <laughs> There's nobody be like, being yeah. fooled. Nobody like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do these guys get Budweiser on here? We, we seem, if we're going to be honest, we seem like a bush light uh, Yeah, we're definitely uh, one of them hunting beers. <laughs> uh, Ivan Barbashev, the unlikely hero in the scoring the third goal here. Um, talk to me about this one, Ian. You, you, you tell me. You took these notes. You tell me what Okay, happened. okay. This is actually, I like, I like Barbashev and Blay together. So Blay and Hoffman. Oh, this is the this is the we ascendant. We can talk about Mike, Mike Hoffman. Hoffman a lot on this podcast yeah. as I cancel these Slack notifications. Just kill hey, them. Hey, people, don't send channel tags at nine fifty seven p.m. Central. These people work out east. Yeah, go to bed. That was that was the hockey writers. That one, but they're oh, also okay. out east because that's where all of hockey happens. That's where the stuff goes down. Oh boy. 
So on this barbershop goal, Blay and Hoffman do a great job pressing Graves along the boards, who proceeds to toss an errant pass to the ice. Barbashev intercepts a pass and enters Zav. Zoni takes a shot from the circle. Dubnik saves it. Barbie collects in the rebound in tight and shoots the puck again. Dubnik saves it. And the massive players in front of Dubnik, Krug is able to find the puck, pass it to a waiting Barbashev in the right circle. Barbashev says, fuck it, I'm going to try it again. And it goes into the empty net. <laughs> that's, that, uh, t- that's that Troy Brower goal. Is yep. what this is. Oh, that baby. was a workmanlike effort. Mm-hmm. Reminiscent, Ian, I'm going to go there, of last year's, last year's, last year's, <laughs> last year's Ivan Barbashev. The original inspiration for last year's Ivan Barbashev. <laughs> he's the OG. Yeah. He's, the o- he's Barbashev classic, <laughs> yeah, if Barbashev you will. 1.0. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, that's... That's what we haven't seen the Blues doing is, I hate it, I hate to even say it, but getting to the dirty areas, getting That's those hard working shots and taking the, the high danger chances and, and getting your rebounds and putting them home. Listen, I'm, I'm not I'm not spilling any government secrets here. Devin Dubnik, not a particularly good goalie oh. anymore. He was great for a while, but even when he was great, we sort of had his number. Yeah, we still beat so, him. Like, we beat yeah. his ass in five games yeah, in 2017. Right. So, Whoops. You know, it's not, he shouldn't intimidate anybody, and he's going to give up rebounds. He's going to give you chances. He's going to he's gonna allow some goals, and Ivan Barbashev takes advantage. This was a great this was a this was a whiplash sort of period because when it's down two nothing, I'm like, oh well, it's oh, the abs, yeah. it's over, it's over. Especially even that if early. We, huh? Even if we put up a fight, it, it felt like not a chance. Um, and then by the end, you're ahead somehow, and you're just like, oh. But then you're like, oh, but the second, second period is coming. still coming, and it came, and it wasn't <laughs> great. Um, Nathan McKinnon scored the lone tally in the second on the power play. Uh, you know, he shot a one-timer from the left circle. The puck hit Robert Bortuzzo, fluttered up and over Bennington's shoulder. Nothing you can really do there. Nathan McKinnon's going to get some goals, but it just... Good player. Good player. Even, even in the games we've won this week. What's up with the second period? Why did you just... It, do you think it's like... If the most charitable reading mm-hmm. I can give to the players is like, do you think they're in their own heads now where it's like, oh, the second period, something's going to go wrong. <laughs> and it's like, I think so, because they even have we there's a quote from Shen in the second game we talk about where they said they try they made a big emphasis on uh-huh. the second period being something that they work on. And make sure they stay like focused and everything, so they know that yeah. it's bad. Yeah. So I think you're right. I think it might be in their head a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that because that's where it always goes south. It went south here, but it didn't go south far enough for Mike <laughs> Hoffman to not make the difference <sighs> on the power play, where you gotta be. <laughs> <sighs> this upsets me, and I'm gonna be. I'm, <laughs> I'm upset. I'm upset because. This, why? Okay, we'll talk about it later. We're talking about it. This, this was great. It was a power play goal. You know, it was a five on three. And we haven't scored on a five on three since like 2016 or something, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Oh boy. Um, the five on three unit we chose was Ryan O'Reilly, Mike Hoffman, Vladimir Tarasenko, David Perron, and Tori Krug. You put your four best, most dangerous forwards out there. With your power play quarterback defenseman that you're paying six point five million dollars to a year, what a this idea. isn't hard. Why is this? Why did I look at that and I was like, "Oh my god, they're doing that!" It was like bizarre for me to be so excited about something so obvious, <laughs> <laughs> you know. 
It's um, like, oh. I've heard, I've heard there's not been very many defenders of like not having Hoffman on the first power play unit or not uh, having your best players there. But sometimes people are like, well, you know, sometimes players don't work well together. I'm like, work well how? This is, especially in a power play, that's a fucking system. Yeah. There isn't like this weird, I don't know where he's going to be. You practice this yeah. all uh-huh. the time. There's no like, I don't get along with Tory not- Krug. It's like, this doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It doesn't factor in this at all. You just put the best players out there. The thing that factors more into it is like right-handed, left-handed. Mm-hmm. Literally, that's it. If you have that covered, you're done. Then it's your best players. Yeah, no, it's Torque Group, not then done. But I'm just kidding. It was a done joke, and it was bad. And we're <laughs> moving on. We're moving on, Ian. Um, yeah, it's just I don't I don't get the power point. It's kind of like. You know how every, like, literally every Taco Bell commercial is like, we've brought back this menu item. <laughs> when they inevitably bring back the quesarito, because of course they will, and they're like, holy crap, it's, it's back. back. And I'm like, you never should have taken it away That's from true. me. Um, <laughs> Out of my hands. I may have told this story on the podcast before, but I'm going to tell it again. When we were in college, in in Kirksville, where I went to college, Truman State, not the crazy not the witch one. medicine school. Whoa! I'm kidding. Osteopathy. It's great. It's cool. Um, but uh, there were two Taco Bells. Were there two Taco Bells? There were two McDonald's. Maybe there was only one Taco Bell. I can't remember. Two McDonald's in Kirksville? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was maybe. one better than the other? There had, right? One of them had to be yeah, better Yeah, I the think other. the one out by the Walmart was substantially better. Um, Did you ever go to Pancake City? Yeah, of course. Okay, okay. There was nothing to do in that townie, and I don't care if I didn't drink. I've, I've gone to Pancake City. There was, I don't I've think done drugs. A, I, I don't care if I'm drunk. I'm free base methamphetamines all the time. So. I'm in Kirksville, bro. Uh, yeah, Pancake City. You know, I wish I'd been drunk. That's all I can say about, about Pancake City. You know, it's fine. Aww. It was fine. I like it. You know, Is it better or worse than Uncle Bill's? I mean, it's the same. It's like <laughs> you carbon copy. I don't know. Uh, I can. I don't. Probably a little better. I liked it more. Rosie's on the north end of town. There was a cafe called Rosie's, and it was like more hangover food than drunk food, you know, because it wasn't open late at night. Yeah. It was the bomb. That was my favorite place. Um, but all this started with a Taco Bell story. Like people wanted to tour the cuisine of. Of yeah. uh, Kirksville. I'm sure they got all kinds of crazy stuff out there. Now. They had a Starbucks stuff. when I, like, that started when I was leaving, which I'm not a coffee guy, but some people were pissed. <laughs> anyway, um, this Taco Bell, we were college students, so you go to Taco Bell literally all the time. Yeah. And when, in like our junior or sophomore year, they had that flatbread thing mm. that they brought around for like a year, it was there for a while. And uh, maybe it was, it was that or something else, but we're going with flatbread because me <laughs> and my friend Brad would have those a lot because it was like 12 in the morning and you're like, let's go to Taco Bell and get this crap. And when <laughs> there was a, a lady there who was, you know, the kind of person that would work the graveyard shift at a oh, Kirksville yeah, Taco yeah, Bell. Yeah. And she was sweet and she always talked a little too much to us, you know, because she was like our buddy, but she wasn't because she was an employee at the Taco Bell we frequented. <laughs> and whatever it was, whether it was these flatbreads or something else, she looked very, very intently at my friend Brad, my roommate, and said, You like those such and such things, right? And he was like, Oh, yeah, I guess. And she was like, 
they're taking them away from us. <laughs> as like sincere and like full on cult as you can possibly be. Taking them from us. Yeah. <laughs> It was just, it was so perfect because that's such a Taco Bell experience. But to tie this all back to the original thing, Taco Bell's whole strategy is like, we're going to take away the obvious things and then make you want them by false scarcity, you know, mm. because if the quesalupa's not there all the time, then you got to go get the quesalupa while it's there, which I'm not convinced is actually a good business model, but it seems to work for them. And that's like when they bring it back and they're like, oh, applaud us because it's back. That's how I feel like Craig Berube is kind of like when he puts the right power play unit on the ice. He's like, oh, look at me. I brought it back. Yeah. I did what all the fans want. And it's like, yeah, you could have done that the whole time and apparently this thing you could have done the whole time is working working very well mike hoffman is on fire and he's also on the fourth line (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's start let's start thinking outside the button okay (laughs) i think i think we've made progress Uh, we're living moss yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's great, but, but I'm not loving it yet. Yeah, so. we, got, we got a little bit of work to do, five on five. Uh, so, you know, Ryan O'Reilly with the empty netter, which was a, a bonk empty netter. He, like... Like, raced for uh, raced, Avs fans. Raced around it <laughs> and, like, uh, caromed the puck off the wall to himself, like mm. an NFL street move. <laughs> NHL street would have been a lot of fun. That would have been cool. Uh, but also would have sold no copies. <laughs> 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 If you try and market it as like a hit, yeah, you can't have successor. you can't have draft draft prospects named Preston playing in it. What street. what moves? Because obviously you have all the fun deeks, right? But uh, what kind of street moves would you have? Oh, I guess I you guess you could skate, skate on the off wall, the wall yeah, for sure. Duh. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. You'd have like the Sam Gerard spin move that's just like, <laughs> but it'd be like a complete three six. I think if you're having fights, it's got to be like street rules at the very oh, end. Yeah. You got to be like able to kick them in the nuts or <laughs> not kick or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Or you like can kick the void out of your skate. And be like <laughs> Nathan McKinnon nut kick. <laughs> well, he could just throw the helmet at people. He does that in the real also. <laughs> Headshot. That's right. So the boys end up winning this five to three. It felt good, but there was also a part of me that was like, let's pump the brakes. We needed a Herculean effort from our captain and a timely five on three, which to be fair, we did convert on. It's almost like, it's almost like having Mike Hoffman makes your power play better than it's been in five years. I'm not even that big of Mike Hoffman fan. We didn't want to yeah, sign him. We didn't him. want this guy. But now that he's here, it's just like baffling. And we're gonna it's going to keep going, folks. If you're, tired, just, just if you're tired, worse. tired of the Mike Hoffman narrative, you want to tune out now. But who knows how many more Taco Bell stories we'll tell, you know? Mm. Um, I have one. I don't know how I'm going to relate it, but I'm going to do we'll it. Get, I'll do it. I'll we'll do get, it. I got the Jack in the Box story, too. Were you in the car for that? Was that you? Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. all right, all right, great, great. We can tell that story. Drugs were it involved. Is, it is Taco adjacent. Somebody somebody in the story was definitely on drugs. <laughs> yes, that is, there's no question about that, but who? You'll have to stick around. This is like that Dave Chappelle thing where he tells him about the three times he met OJ, and then he weaves it through. Yeah, we are the I, Dave, we Chappelle are Dave Chappelle podcast. Of hockey podcast. I'm tired of Wolf people <laughs> i think that was his new bet i think that was his bet. Uh, uh, tell me what you saw in this game uh ian give me your big takeaways 
this game, um, yeah, I mean, like you said, it was it was a great win, um, but it's the first win, and you don't have these other two wins behind it yet. The first win after those three losses, so it's you're you're a little scared that this is just an, an aberration. Doesn't the uh, oh, because we had the long way off. That makes sense. I was gonna say, doesn't the trade deadline feel like it was a month ago? Oh, it was. Um, this game too. I think Bennington looked really good too. Like mm-hmm. I think that's a trend in all three of these games is we're getting timely scoring and we're actually getting some timely saves. I mean, there were even some tonight we can we'll talk about later that like I don't know, it could have been it could have been a whole different game basically. He made saves that they're not spectacular, they're not on his head, you know, there's at least one that was a two pad stack, mm-hmm. but he's making saves that you would be like, you know what? A goalie not on top of his game that goes over the shoulder, that goes under the under the blocker, something like that. But he's he's standing strong, he's standing up on the crease, he's he's out there making saves and it's he's, it's a different feel. He's quietly climbed up too. He's got a nine ten save percentage and a two sixty eight goals against average. And he's even positive one point two now on goals saved above average. And those aren't world beating numbers, but like a couple of weeks ago, those were considerably worse. Mm. So, and I don't even know if this includes tonight's numbers. It probably doesn't. Yeah, yet, I was like, so. if he comes up the end of the season with pretty average numbers, I'd say that's actually a pretty big win for him, given what he was at before. Yeah, I mean, he really he hit a funk after signing the contract, and he hadn't been great the whole season, but he mm. definitely hit a funk after signing the contract. Um, and, and I, I think you want to see that consistency is ever since uh, the bubble happened, right? Yeah, I think that's that's the easy callback. Obviously, you can go all the way to the cup, but mo- the most recent stuff you can always be like, well, hey, you know that bubble Bennington showed up, and now we really haven't seen much of the cup Bennington lately. And while this might not be cup level Bennington, I think it's regressing or improving. Let's say you know going up back towards the mean a little bit here, which is is all we really need out of them. You know, yeah. I think even though the contract, I'm sure people are like, too long, too much money. That's what you pay for. I would say, like, your league, maybe not league average, but, you know, your top 20 goalies mm-hmm. in the league, starting goalies. And he's, I think that's very generous, or not generous so much to say that he's in there. Yeah. So I'm, I have no problem with him being a pretty average goalie with that contract. Well, yeah, we talked about it at the time, but it's like if you're paying for consistency, mm-hmm. if you're paying $6 million, you're not paying for Andre Vasilevsky or whoever. You're paying for a guy that you think you can start any night and feel comfortable. And that's yeah. fine. And, yeah, I know it's long. It's, it's, a, it's a decent cap hit. But, again, as we talked about at the time, your alternative is what, like, Peter Mrazek, more Billy Huso. Like, are these things we want? Or do we want to finally have a goalie where we can, like, there's no controversy and we can just be like, okay, he's the goalie, (laughs) you know. Jake Allen tonight, by the way. Whoopsie poopsie. (laughs) A little bit of a miss in the puck in the trapezoid scenario. Um, Real quick, this just amused me. There's a mute button on this new microphone we have. It's not on. Let's but use it. <laughs> the rest of the podcast. Is your computer close to it has it? it has a red light on it. But when the red light's on, that means it's recording, which makes sense because, like, red light has always meant recording in the, you know, film industry or whatever. But, like, which we're obviously a part of. <laughs> yeah, that's of. what we're in. But we are the um, what upsets me is that it feels like the red light should mean... Stopped. 
it's muted because like the buttons engage like hey the mute's on red light and mm. it's like nah so i looked up and if you saw horror creep over my eyes for a second I was, that's why uh but horror crept over uh jared bedner's eyes is that his first name jared that doesn't sound right. Uh, you know, I'm going to skip that transition anyway because we didn't read these quotes. Ryan O'Reilly, <laughs> we know that it's got to be on the guys. It's got to be on our core. We absolutely know if we want to make the playoffs, it's got to be on us and then everyone else follows. Yeah. yeah. Everyone else being who? The Sharks? <laughs> everyone else falls in line. Uh, so if it's it's uh, good we stepped up, we found a way. You stepped up. Nobody else stepped up. Uh, a lot of work left, a lot of things to clean up. Ruby said our guys did a great job, got down too quickly two to nothing, but I thought that Benner made a huge save at, I don't remember the exact time. <laughs> what have you been like? I don't remember the exact time. 6.32 in the first period. <laughs> Uh, and then we just responded. O'Reilly got a goal and we're right back in it. Guys that stayed positive on the bench, that's the key. I thought our team, it seems like the key changes every night. Yeah. You got to be positive on the bench, that's the key. You got to get to the dirty areas, that's the key. Mm. You can't give up in the second period, that's oh, the key. Oh, that was a big Hitchcock thing. Oh, yeah, every time sure. it was like, you know what, I've always said it. It's if you play that third pairing uh, for more than five minutes, you're screwed. And it's like, okay, <laughs> that's and then the your next decision. game, yep, something else. Uh, Hoffman on the PowerPoint goal said, I know it's one of my advantages. You're only one. Yeah, it's your only it's one, one, baby. It's so good, but it's your only one. That's all you got. Yeah, listen, you top of the league in uh, goals above expected. He's like top 10 over the last three years. He's so good. But that's all you got. That's it. Yeah, that's that's it. it. You ain't got anything. You remember how now Yakupov was really fast and he couldn't do anything else? That's you, but you're better at something more important. So. At least you don't have invisible bees that's chasing right. you. <laughs> that's right. Um... And just happy enough that we're able to execute on the power play, and that was a big goal for our team and to put us uh, up by one in this very important game. You know, each of these games had a narrative, and the narrative of the first game felt like Ryan O'Reilly taking over pretty much. The second game felt like the veterans are back. And the third game felt like the kids are back. So this next game tomorrow night when we get absolutely clobbered, that's gonna be that's gonna be hard to take, baby. Oh, that's gonna be Jordan Bennington spring springing sprunging sprunging a leak. Yep, he's gonna have no more ACL. Well, I guess that Billy old Billy will get the start, huh? I know. I thought about that. I don't think so. That's not right, <laughs> Jordan. You did some three a days in the AHL, right? You can yeah, just come on, buddy. I th- I honestly. You should. I don't know if they will, but you should. You should. You should. <laughs> Especially, like, well, I guess it doesn't matter what happens Arizona tonight. You'd want the win no matter what. But if Arizona loses, win that game, baby. Make that gap bigger. Kick yeah. them out the playoffs, bro. If Arizona, if we get, we got two games in hand on Arizona and we're three points up right now, it just feels right. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to buy your season tickets, Arizona. Get out of my face with this. I can't even close this. They're only a hundred bucks, baby. <laughs> Hundred bucks for the whole season. We'll throw in a Kachina jersey. The Sharks are up three to one nice, on the nice, Arizona nice, nice. Coyotes. Uh, look at the give up. quick look at the goal scorers would be Evander Kane, Rudolph Balsers, and Kevin LeBanc, plus Phil Kessel with his eighteenth. Um, yeah. So this second game was like the the vets are back, the boys are back in town. You know, Colton Pareko and Vince Dunn they were not back in town. Mm-hmm. They were both They're because gone. of injury, but. Uh, what happened to Pareko in this one? I didn't see it. I just heard I that know. he was out. I have no idea. Just his back. 
Well, well I think they, they said it was different, but maybe it was different the but other then, time. But then in the second period, weren't they like, oh, then now we see why they had seven defensemen. And I'm like, was it because you knew he was hurt? In which case, why didn't you just not play him? I don't know, him? man. I don't even. I don't know. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I didn't see. I didn't see it, but also like I'm got a lot of question marks around Colton Drake. Hey, we can say that to the end, baby. Okay, we can make okay. it. We can make it. Unless you want to do it. No, no, no. Let's go. All right, we got a positive vibe. Zach Sanford's back in. Jordan Bennington and net. We got lines of O'Reilly Shin Perron. Love to see it. Bozak Schwartz Tarasenko getting more confusing. Thomas Kyrou Barbashev. Yeah, I'm here oh, man, for it, baby. Kid and line. You, and your classic fourth line of Zach Sanford at center. Which apparently he can do. Sammy Boy can't. He can't. He's just got to play somewhere. <laughs> said, just do it. Sammy Boy and Mike Hoffman. Uh, the <sighs> D Bears. <laughs> Lou Korak said the D Bears all scrambling. <laughs> uh, it was Scandella Falk, Wallman Scandella, Bortuzzo Santini making his uh, Blues debut. And. Um, Mikola Santini as well. Steven Santini with the uh, out-shooting Vladimir Tarasenko in this game. You know, when we signed Steven Santini, I thought he's going to be an AHL body, and he has been, but he really made a difference. So. <laughs> this was also with Krug supposedly out, but Krug was in, so I don't know. He slotted in there somewhere. Oh, well, you know, he probably got carried to victory by Steven Imagine Santini. Imagine if that bro is out. Look at that, Look at that defense. Whew. Hey, as long as Jake Wallman's there, baby, you got a fighting chance. Jake Wallman, I know people have said it, and we're probably overhyping it a little bit, but talk about a Jordan Bennington-level dude where I'm like, you cooked, baby. You ain't gonna be nothing. I never thought this dude would play on this team, Uh, ever. And then, like, he's been real good. Not just, like, like exceeding expectations good, like, real good. By the way, where's Kyle Clifford? Is he currently hurt? Sucks. Or, <laughs> <laughs> he fucking sucks. Does he? Is that just what it is? Is he just scratched? Yeah, like he's. I think he's just scratched. Like he had a couple of rough games in a row where I oh. was like, man, if I notice that you look like crap on the fourth line, that's bad, like, bro. That's not good. He's, so he's, he's got surprisingly the surprisingly fast. He's got a little bit fun. of that. Uh, what's the what was the beardy guy? The former Jets guy with the beard, Chris Thorber. Oh him. yeah. Uh, I was gonna say Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> <laughs> You're a real yeah, Rip Van Winkle. How long you been asleep, Rip? <laughs> oh, I've been asleep all day, baby. Vladimir Tarasenko wasn't sleeping. He was wide awake, and he was at the front of the net. He's woke. With a power play goal, his fourth of the season. Yikes. Tori Krug and Mike Hoffman <laughs> assisting. Uh, Tori Krug and Mike Hoffman getting points on the power play. Unbelievable. Unprecedented. Wow. Incredible. What a pair. Hoffman on the first unit again. He passed a Krug Kirk to Tarasenko in the slot. Tarasenko took two whacks at it. The second got beyond uh, Jonas Johansson for the goal. Jonas Johansson, I think is his first yep. name. Not good at hockey. Uh, Tarasenko into the six-game goal drought. Speaking of ending goal droughts, just a few minutes later, here's Braden Shen. He's scoring goals for the first time in seven to 19 games. Dude, since like March Ooh, 6th. David Perron capes the puck in the zone at the right point. He then rimmed the puck around the boards to O'Reilly behind the net. <laughs> O'Reilly passed the puck. You shut up to the left <laughs> circle where Shen ripped a one-timer pass. Johansson, Landis Cog, had the weakest of poke check attempts on Shen. Uh, and then went off after this game. Wasn't it oh, after yeah, this yeah. one where it was just like, our, our, 
first periods are bullshit, which they did a great job yeah. this tonight by allowing a goal eight seconds in against the Vegas Golden Knights. Maybe they should. Maybe you should look inward. Landeskog projecting a lot mm. on this first. Maybe you need to take a little look well, at Ryan O'Reilly, your friend That's there. right. Your buddy, your old buddy, your 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 once and future captain when we sign you in the offseason. Mm. That would be a Doug Armstrong move. Oh, yeah. You know what? We need to beef up this front end. I love Get it, baby. Sure. That'd be out of nowhere. That'd be so weird. I'd love it. You know what? We we are Swede deficient now. With We've been a Swedish team yeah. for a long time, and Steed and Bergwind are all I'm gone. Sunny. That's right. He's dead. He's... Man. Injuries have sucked for this team. <laughs> I don't think they're the reason, but well, anyway, uh, Shin looks up at the heavens and says, "Finally, after scoring this goal." Um, and speaking of ending uh, goalless drafts, David Perron with his 14th of the season, Justin Falk and Mar- Ryan O'Reilly assisting. This is early in the second period, middle of the second period. Falk shot a wrist shot from the right point. Uh, Perron tipped the puck underneath Johansson for the goal. Perron ends a nine-game goalless drought. Fantastic. Um, They're all going in, baby. We talked about this last podcast, and uh, they listened. I think they listened. I think they took that as a personal affront. It was us. We have the power to turn this team around. Yeah. And we chose to use that power. (laughs) Don't make me throw this team in the dumpster. (laughs) I have altered the deal. Pray I do not alter (laughs) the Speaking of altering deals, the Blues three-goal lead quickly descends to a two-goal lead when Nathan McKinnon scores uh, just about 80 seconds later. He's good at hockey. Landis Cog had the puck to the left of the goal, skated into the slot, drawing defenders, passed the puck to McKinnon at the left circle, who wrists one up and over Bennington's blocker. Bennington made it over in time and might have been able to save this one if Mikola's ass wasn't in his face. He's falling over, baby. Uh, and, you know, what? whatever. It's the abs on the power play. Some are going to go in. Robert Thomas scores just a couple minutes later. His second of the season. He's he's looking good again. He mm. stole my heart. Just good enough to push us into the playoffs and not good enough to get that big fat contract, <laughs> baby. Just, Help us out. That's what I needed, Robbie. Good work. Uh, Perron Enjoy two million a year. T- turned around in the left corner and passed to Thomas skating into the slot. Thomas's toe drag uh, takes the pus pa- puck past Landis Cog. Makar is too slow to react with his stick, which isn't something often said about Kale Makar. Thomas fires a shot into the net. He ends a 10-game goalless drought. Lots mm-hmm. of droughts, lots of rain in this game. Raining goals. April showers. Bring May flowers. But what do May flowers bring? Oh, pilgrims. Yeah. I everybody like everybody knows. Next news point. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Bennington was really good in the third period, and it stays a uh, four to one victory, right? Four to one? Did I count? Yeah, yeah. Am I, can, can I count? Uh, thoughts on anything? Thoughts on this game? I. We didn't do great in the Corsi Four Bell. Yeah. In terms of the overall stats of this game, I think the first Avs game was the better game for the Blues, which is surprising because, like we said, it seemed more like a Ryan O'Reilly willing this team to win, us going down two goals early on, so you would think, well, that's the shittier game. We just mm-hmm. so happen to win. But actually, I think like possession numbers-wise, metrics-wise, advanced stats-wise, we looked a lot better in that game. This game, yeah. We had 31 In Gabriel Landeskog's god-awful first period, we had 35%. Oh, yeah. 
And we have 15 in the third. <laughs> yeah, terrible. I mean, 31% overall in the game, 5-on-5. Five five. Uh, you get out-chanced 11-6 in high-danger chances. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say lucky to win this game because I think it showed that our top six showed up and can score. Mm-hmm. And when they can score, hey, look, baby, we're a real team again. Yeah, I don't think we played bad hockey. I think the Avs are better than us. Uh, yeah, and see, I at a think, certain point, you just tip I your just, cap. Even if we're good, the Avs are better than us. That's not disputable. Mm. I don't think I don't think the most Homer Blues fan would say that on our best night versus their best night, we've got more skill or yeah. ability or better like, drilled or trained. The Blues ended Colorado's 30-game streak of scoring two or more goals. Mm. So there you go. There's the Blues and there's the Avalanche. But, I mean, I think that's how you beat them is you really yeah. you frustrate them you forecheck a lot you score the dirty goals you score when you can and your goalie comes up with some big saves you're not you're not gonna outskate this team you're not gonna out you know out strategize this team they're well drilled they're well oiled jared bedner's really good as a coach so you know this is how you're gonna win them and by winning two back to back in different ways you know i think it shows that you do have a fighting chance in a playoff mm. series. I certainly wouldn't put money on the Blues if, if and when it comes to that. I do. Unless th- we get Vegas. Well, see. Knows? Oh, see. I was gonna say. I think I'd rather have Colorado. I think I probably would. I mean, obviously, recency bias here. We'll see yeah. what happens when we play Vegas. But I feel like Vegas has a much more controlled hand on the wheel with us. I where think it's Vegas, like they yeah. control the game, and we're just kind of there. I feel like the abs could like fucking throttle you, yeah. But they can also be like, "Whoa, we're going too fast!" And then you start skating by them, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" They have to kind of like rein themselves in a bit. Yeah. They're a little more of the wild child, where Vegas is like the uh, the iron fist and the velvet glove, if you will. Well, there we go. Yeah, I think Vegas is more like us, but just better. Mm-hmm. Like we're they're the best version of us. They're mm-hmm. physical. They're big. They because play of, a lot of because they have Alex Petrangelo. Because they have Alex yeah, Petrangelo. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, as yeah, good yeah, as the yeah, Blues yeah. have ever been by definition. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over. That's it. the I'm worst over, contract on their team, and I so wish it was on our team. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense on their team. They yeah. have so many big ones. It doesn't make sense for you. Yeah. This is for us. <laughs> Why would you do that? But you know, like we, Mark Stone is like Ryan O'Reilly. Like they're very comparable in a lot of ways. Yeah, Mark yeah. Stone probably a little more skilled, a little more physical, a little dirtier, definitely dirtier in a lot of ways. His hair, cut your hair, dude. You're not yeah. in Ottawa anymore. People can see you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I just think I think they're a better version of our squad. Hmm. And the Avalanche are a very different style, and it's almost like it's easier to beat a different style than it is to beat a really good version of yourself. Yeah, you're just playing into their strategy by playing your game. Yeah, that's hard hard to break out of that. So you know, I don't. I I would much rather play the Wild than either one of. Oh, so yeah. if you want to, if the Wild want to sneak up there somehow, <laughs> get the first. Great. Uh, I'm sure you're no better now that you've slammed right. through that's Vegas right. and the, the For Colorado sure. Avalanche. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, but beyond the course, there's still promising stuff. The Blues ended Colorado's 30 games streak of multiple goal games. 
Uh, they scored PowerPoint goals for the seventh straight game. It had become the eighth straight game. Uh, after this next one, the Blues' top six woke up. O'Reilly has 11 points in his last seven games. Perron had three points in the night. Bennington looked great. Uh, and, you know, like you See said... the two-pad stack? Yeah. Oh, that was so pretty. Good. Yeah. Uh, like you said, not as great in some ways on the stat sheet. Um, but, you know, you win four to nothing, no one thinks that you lucked out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's some way, in some ways, it's just a better win by definition. Um, anything you had to add on that one? No, I mean, it's, I was, I was surprised, you know, I thought with O'Reilly willing us to that first win that this one was going to be kind of a stinker. Mm-hmm. Um, the Blues, by the way, up to 10th in power boy percentage now. Um, and it's working its way up there, I guess uh, Montgomery can stay. Yeah, and we are still 28th in penalty goals, so not so good there, but uh, but 10th a lot better than 30th or whatever we were. So. If anything, like we said, it makes sense. You know, Our power play got better. I gotta say, Our PK units missing like half of the people from previous yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Without Sunquest and Pareko and... No Steen, no Bowmeister, no Petrangelo. Jesus Christ, who's who's even out there? (laughs) Marco Scandella, baby. Uh, Block them shots. Yeah. Take the body. Oh, boy. Uh, It's almost like, Ian, you could be deceived into thinking. Mm. You could convince yourself Mm. that the power play is better when Mike Hoffman's on it. You could can I'm not saying that's true because it doesn't really make any a sense. Fancy story, but how do Boston, New York, and Montreal all have eight shorthanded goals? Eight, eight. Do we even have one? We have uh, four. What? Right in the middle of the pack. Man, the beginning of the season feels like nine years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't remember any of this. Mm-hmm. The fact mm-hmm. that Braden Chen hasn't scored since the beginning of March and that was his 14th goal, I was like, excuse me? Yeah, he was red hot for a while there. Jeez Louise. I have forgotten. I think I think this season started for me. Like, I woke up and paid attention to it during the seven-game stretch against Arizona because, yeah. to me, what were there games before That's that? It's just Jordan Cairo. It's nothing. An exhibition of Jordan Cairo. There was Island. nothing before that. Uh, David Perron, it's nice to bring results, but we've just got to keep pushing. I just like the way we played in the second period, to be honest. Obviously, the first as well, but we've been talking about it for a while now and finally got that second period that we wanted. Not so much in this last game. Uh, Shin, we threw a lot of emphasis into the second tonight. After the first intermission, we wiped the first period put it behind us, and then worried about the second period. That's what you should always Yeah, do. it's like, yeah, it seemed pretty logical. We got bro. it going there in the second and played the right way. Put each other in good spots, set each other up with line changes and support, and it's fun playing that way. And Landis Cog, I think overall as a team, our first period was dog shit. We were so bad in the first period. Pardon my language, but I don't know how else to explain it. We were so bad in every area of the game in the first period. Man, I gotta... I Listen, I... Get us one of those. And I'm not saying we got to go sign Landis Cog, but we need that dude who's just going to be like, this is horseshit. What the, what happened? <laughs> you know? And that's, honestly, that's when you're so good that like a second loss in a row is like triggering for you. Yeah. And you're like, I got to say something. Um, oh my God. That's, I, I miss having something like that. I mean, we I don't know. Bacchus never said that shit either. Neither yeah. did Petrangelo. 
but like great great all time blue david backus but not a you gotta look yeah top five all time <laughs> no, no question um you gotta look in the mirror for that you know that's what oh you baby i miss looking the mirror baby Every single i haven't one looked us. in a mirror for a long <laughs> i haven't done it time. since you told me to that's right i don't even know what a mirror looks like anymore uh man it was that bacchus was he yeah, the look yeah, in the mirror yeah, guy yeah, yeah. oh boy i'm that i missed that i missed that, that. so uh, bad <laughs> like yeah dude it's the fifth time in a row you've been eliminating game six of the first round you need a different mirror you, ian have to take the knife jam it through their eye and into the brain and kill them what a while! What, what a, you ever just like like top five blues quote all time? <laughs> oh, for sure. You ever just like slip back into your mind over all the hockey you've experienced in the last decade, and you're just mm. like, "What's happening?" <laughs> <laughs> you remember like how excited you were when freaking uh, Steen stole the puck off Jonathan Quick and scored yeah. the goal, and like I remember, I remember one time I was just so angry after we'd lost to the Sharks in the playoffs and Sarah Bareilles was doing a concert on campus and her friend was like I gotta yeah I gotta have somebody to go with me and I'm like whatever and so I went outside and stood in line for this late night Sarah Bareilles concert in the cold and I was just like fine I'm I'm listening to love song because I don't care because there's no point it's all darkness I the what I conceive to be the blues winning the cup is love well, song is a bop oh yeah That's a fantastic song my conception of this team winning the cup will always be like a hundred times better than them winning the cup when mm-hmm. they did and that is no disrespect to them winning the cup but as you live it in real life it's one of those things where after it happened you're like oh i can't believe that happened i can't believe i lived through that but what i had in my head as far as like how that would feel because having never experienced it shit at certain points having never experienced the second round was like inconceivable it was the i don't know how much more the joy like how much more intense the joy was than i thought it would Mm. be but the terror Mm. the anxiety of the build-up was so bad (laughs) i think i wonder if that will happen again you think like i mean it can't be to the same level that's what i mean i don't know maybe it will i mean we're pretty bought into this team but like because, you know, we'll both be, if if we get to the playoffs, <laughs> we're both going to be covering our eyes in the third game oh, yeah. and stuff. But, like, oh, my God. That was just pure, that was, that was like a roller coaster ride for, what, like that, two months? That, oh, that game seven of, against the Stars. How are we alive? How do we survive that? Our heart rate. You ever see those people that were like, I was just watching the game and my heart, heartbeat was yeah. 200 B, BPM for an hour. I'm sure. I'm sure terrifying you know we watched that final game at hopcat and that business has been closed and i think that i think that's appropriate don't let anything else happen there that's, that's the only true. thing that can happen i'm kind of glad it closed because now it sounds like a mythical place <laughs> <laughs> like i was at hopcat like where was that oh dude oh, that was man. the loop you'll oh, never find it it's gone most popular business on the loop for sure lots and lots of transfer students banging mac and cheese though that was great uh, wow. And you got so sick in game six. We were outside and then we weren't anymore. Oh, yeah. were dying. And the blues were dying too. Jesus. Woo! I think that final, like, was the epitome of the entire thing. Like, the finals of themselves. Because it was uh, like, yeah, we suck. To like, no, we're great. It's like, no, we suck. No, to we're like, good. No, we're Like, oh. after game six, I was like, I, 
think I was bought in enough to be like, it's seven, do whatever. It's do or die, I guess. But during I, game six, they're like, Jesus fucking Christ, just blow this team up. I hate it so <laughs> much. How can you do this? Uh, and it was It's so, coming back. It's all coming back. Like, in hindsight, it was so logical. Because after the fact, they were honestly like, yeah, it was just crazy. Because there was all the pressure and all our family was there. And it's so nuts to be yeah, in love. Yeah, it makes sense. It's like, I get that. But you could have just not... You could have just won it in six. And then they just win it in seven like it's nothing. I know. That's the that's maybe the wildest part of it is like if we looked back on everything after the first period in game two or in game seven, that was a cakewalk. <laughs> we had that in the bag for the moment. Uh, Brad Marchand's brain broke and his controller disconnected oh, and he God. left the ice. But... Oh man, what a what an experience! Make the playoffs. I want more. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, let me tell you this story about Jack and the Pies real quick, because, folks, <laughs> used to be you know you want to talk about a roller coaster. Right. <laughs> well, folks, this was not West County. There's not a lot of places to eat late at night. You know. Oh, I was just saying, there's a lot of places to eat, but yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of good yeah. places to eat in the afternoon or evening on a Sunday. Oh, the white people get out on a Sunday afternoon for lunch. You want to go to lunch? You got to you got to reserve a table. You're trying to get to after church lunch? Are you crazy? Uh, but at 12 a.m., I was ordering food. I, I swear I wasn't high. I don't. I might have been ordering food for a member of my family. It might not have even even have been for me, but. I remember there's a Jack in the Box on Manchester just west of New Baldwin, and they never heard my order at all. And Ian and I were in this car for some reason at this time of night, and I order it was whatever. It's your typical, typical Jack in the Box order where it's like number three, the curly fries, Diet Coke. You know, very simple. And I look over at you, and I say, he didn't hear a word of that. And there's like a pregnant five second pause <laughs> and he comes back on the microphone and he's like, uh, yeah, what, uh, what number was that? And I was like, I was trying to hold it at and I was like, number three. And he was like, all right. And what kind of fries? And I was like, curly. <laughs> and he was like, and what to drink? And I think, I don't know if I even said it. I, I think I lost. <laughs> and it was Diet Coke, and then we it was like a 10-minute wait for the food. But with, like, no one else in line. No, oh, no, because it's like, oh, there aren't enough stoners in... in I don't understand how that jack-in-the-box has stayed in business right there, right. quite honestly. Just a weird spot. Yeah. Do you remember, I was telling someone about this the other day, do you remember when Also, we'd... have you ever been to Mosses, of course? Because I sure have. No, 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 no. no. How's that? Nobody's I've ever... wondered that. There's, <laughs> other, there's other ones, too. Yeah. But I've never been to that one. That one's like by a mobile. Yeah. It's like hiding inside the mobile. Yeah. <laughs> like, the not... mobile itself is kind of jank. I know. I'm always like, how does anyone even get here? Yeah, how do you turn in? Where would you even turn in? I don't like it. But I'm going to go there someday. Yeah. Just no, to not. say I've been there. No, you're not. <laughs> you say That's that. going to be gone. This is like watching The Wire. Everybody uh, says they've watched The Wire, but you ain't going to watch true. The Wire. Do you remember when we drove around for like an hour and a half trying to decide where to eat? I think this happened multiple times. Oh, but yeah, there was one sure. time... And was I missed this. We don't eat meals as much. I guess there has been a global pandemic. So that's what I was going to ask. Was this last time at the very it was beginning? Pretty, yeah, it was pretty this? close to the start of the pandemic, I want to say. Because I remember we drove by a place in like Twin Oaks. Uh-huh. 
It's like a sports bar or something that used to be where Krieger's is. Yeah, 1356, yeah. And there was like a lot of people. Uh-huh. And I mean, you and me don't want to be around a lot of people anyways. Yeah, really, so I couldn't I'm remember. On the best day. But we, but we were like, no. Yeah. And I that guess. was like the beginning. And uh-huh. then for like an hour and a half, I think we drove into like Maplewood. We drove and like every neighborhood in like the western portion of the city. And we were like... Could be Kidoba. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'd be like, no. <laughs> and then it was just like over and Where over. Where did we end up? I have no idea. No. I think it was Uncle Bill's. I think we ended yeah. up at Uncle Bill's. Yeah, it was. That was for sure. And I bet you anything that was the last time I've seen Uncle Bill's. <laughs> I think it was for me. <laughs> oh, what a mistake. Woo! But, all right. So no mistakes were made except for the start of this upcoming game. <laughs> People have tuned out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Folks, it's, we have, we're happy. We're in a good mood. You can't complain. Who's complaining? There will be no more stories next episode because we'll be fucking pissed. That's right. No stories from our our misspent youth which is long gone we spent it and we spent it poorly youth is wasted on the young that's right i understand what that means now <laughs> so true. shin o'reilly and Peron once again bozak schwartz tarasenko once again thomas kairu barbashev once again samford blay <laughs> hoffman once again oh, what a wet fart scandella <laughs> fuck krug wallman mikola bortuzzo and Bennington, the Blues. I didn't see the first. I was missing the first. Hmm. I don't know what happened. I don't know how close it was. Let's take a look at these stats you always boast. It was pretty close. Blues had the better of the Corsi 4 in that period. Uh, but Jonas Brodin had the better of the goal scoring opportunities until he, he did. Yeah, it started strong for Jonas. This was a real a roller coaster for Jonas in particular, <laughs> <laughs> really. Started, started great, ended real bad you know i bet you're wondering how i got in this match. <laughs> <laughs> this was this was american beauty the jonas protein edition uh scratch cut at some point in the second period he just watches a plastic bag float through the empty stands <laughs> he loves them uh, <laughs> Jonas Brody and loves to litter. Uh, he loves to score goals on a clapper from the top of the left circle. Boring. <laughs> uh, we talked way too much about that goal. Joel Erickson Eck. Ian, I don't care how politely you ask. I'm never going to Erickson your Eck, okay? Again, <laughs> doesn't matter. Just, uh, for the right amount of money, you not will. that <laughs> Maybe. Right it better be a lot. Jordan Greenway, he's very tall and he has 24 assists. So, you know, good for him. I feel like some people on the Avs, on the Wild, <laughs> finally, like people that you heard that were supposed to be good this year have finally been good, and you're like, oh, that can happen? You know, like if if next year yeah. Zach Sanford was still on the Blues, God forbid, and had 25 <laughs> goals, and you were just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Go ahead, Zach. Or like if the Ducks, if like Sam Steele and like... Uh, I can't even name him. Max Comtois and Troy Terry were finally like pretty good. And you were like, yeah, this is why you guys suck now. It's because you guys sucked. Anyway, uh, J-E-E as they call him. You down with J-E-E? Yeah, you know. (laughs) You can't do two letters. You can do like J-J. Erickson Eck is horrible. Just go by. So Eck is someone's last name. That's his like mom's maiden name. I guess just go by Joel Eck. Or Erickson. But don't do yeah, both. Yeah, Erickson Eck. I don't I'm going like to get the backstory here. Wikipedia better have me covered. This is why this terrible person has this name. He looks like a young... Um, who's that player for the LA Kings? The Slovenian. 
Kopitar. He looks kind of like a young Kopitar. His father was Klaus Erickson, who played 13 seasons for Fargestad BK. (laughs) Sure. And his brother Oli is a goalie. Oli the goalie. (laughs) (laughs) I only know he's a goalie because I've seen him in NHL... 21 and when you see someone with a last name like erickson eck you assume oh, that it's generated. computer generated yeah. and terrible but he actually had a picture so i was like oh my god he's they're, they're generating pictures the goalie uh but they don't tell me anything about why he goes by erickson x so screw that terrible wiki just terrible anyway greenway took a spin behind the net tried to spin a rama move bennington made the save but the rebound popped out to erickson eck who shot the puck into the wide open net no problem Looking pretty bad. It's a 2 nothing deficit again. Not great. But then mm. Mike Hoffman. Powered by goal, baby. Look at this guy. That's what he does. Listen, That's all he does. You know, there's always been rumors that he's like a little bit of a locker room cancer. Maybe he is. I don't know. I'm not in the locker room. The dude is being put in the crappiest situation, mm. and he's still just doing his work. You know, he's just going out there and being like... I guess I'll score another goal for these shitheads. You know? I didn't trade my ass, so That's I guess right. it's the only I thing I can do. This is how I make my paper for next season. That's true. That's uh, true. Really nice pass from Tarasenko, who has another point in this game, which is exciting. Deep in the left corner to Hoffman, who snuck it into the slot, and he had another power point goal, and that was good. And then it stayed good, right? Ian, no. you, right? You want to tell me about this next goal no. so I can take a sip of water? Yeah, Marcus Foligno scores uh, not too long after. What is that? Like, just over a minute later, uh, the lesser Foligno scores. Big whoop. Uh, Dumbo fends off Shen along the boards. Marcus Foligno's never gone back to Toronto to play in his dad's shadow. Unless he's a nephew, which I feel like he maybe is, weirdly. No, I think he's a brother. I think okay. they're brothers. But what kind of brothers? Half-brothers? No, they're real brothers. Um... Yeah, let's see. Backhand's about to Foligno in the right circle, and Foligno risks the puck past Bennington with traffic in front of the net. Uh, it's sad. It's sad days. You know, they just scored a power play goal. They cut the deficit uh, in half and then immediately get scored on. Uh, you know, it's a little over halfway through the second. It's not looking great. The second period ends. Bennington skates over to Talbot, and they get a little, a little heated word Frankist. match. You know, you're kind of like, all right, I like your Bennington. Everyone... Everyone, including uh, Michael Russo, freaks out about this. Michael Russo calling him like a big baby or whatever, or something like that. I like you, Michael Russo, but I was like, come on, bro. Listen, let's stay out of that, bro. Jordan Bennington is our spark plug, and he's our lightning. I like that people hate him. Yeah. Good. Can I just, I know this is a visual element to a podcast, but I looked up Marcus Foligno, and I think he has one picture on his page, and it's of him as a saber. And have you ever seen anything that encapsulated the sabers better than this picture? (laughs) No. He's holding his head, looking depressed, and there is literally a referee consoling. <laughs> like, Bro, listen, sorry. Marcus, you ain't going to have to be on the Sabres forever. There are trades. There's free agency. We can get you out of here. I can't call a penalty on the uh, Pagulas, unfortunately. <laughs> well, <laughs> also, why did Buffalo ever have that like almost black level of navy blue? Dude, it's terrible. Do they also have um, the gray armpits on those? For some uh, reason, they had... Yeah, maybe. White... Hard to tell, but they did for a while. Terrible. Oof. I don't care. I don't care if that's a, a nod to anything. 
Get it out of there. And yeah. they did. Thank you. That's thank, right. Thank the Lord. You know, we came into the third period down three to one. I don't think I realized this all happened in the third. Yeah. I guess I, I guess I wasn't that paying was quite the strict of attention. Mike Hoffman scores on the power play. It's very good. Wow. David <laughs> Perron and Tori Krug. David Perron heating up on them points again, baby. Does he have like a point per game this season? I think he must, I right? think he, yeah. <sighs> Four million dollars. Four million. We're gonna give that dude too much the next time, and I ain't even gonna be mad. You you gotta. At this point, I don't really know what our all our protection list is, but you you gotta gotta, protect him. You You can't let him go. Even for the memes, baby, you gotta protect him. I would. I would rather let Tarasenko go. Not because I don't think Tarasenko can't be a better player, but at seven point five, I'm not giving up the value. That I know I have. <laughs> Four mil for Brunda is the easiest pick. Yeah. That's, the Kraken oh, made. They would Just take doink. him. Yep. And they'd extend him probably right away. Woo! All right. Mike Hoffman, 16th goal of the season. All of them have been in the last week. <laughs> Ryan O'Reilly <laughs> won the faceoff. Got the puck to Krug at the point. Krug walked the line past the puck to Perron at the left circle. Perron finds Hoffman with a cross-ice pass. And Hoffman one-times the puck to Talbot's right and into the net. And that was great. That was fantastic. Uh, I love it. You know, it, it felt good, but I don't know if I thought we were going to win yet. But Jordan Cairo thought we were going to win. Maybe. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't inside that. his brain. His 11th goal of the season, assisted by Robert Thomas. Whoo! They're heating up, baby. The kids are back. The boys are back. Uh, Mike. Mike. Matt. Matt Dumba? Matt, Matt Dumba. Dumba. Uh, he took the puck behind the wild net and made a silly, silly behind-the-back pass to Jonas Brodeen. You ain't Robert Thomas. You ain't Ryan O'Reilly. You can't pull that off, Matt. <laughs> You're going to the Seattle oh, Kraken. Yeah. Just embrace it. Just accept it. They're going to ship you off so fast. Oh, so embarrassingly fast. Brodeen missed the puck. Thomas collected it, passed it to Cairo, who's all alone in the slot. And Cairo stick-handled in the slot appears to have lost the puck. Mm-hmm. He would later claim it was intentional. He would be lying. <laughs> but it slid through the five hole of Talbot all the same. For the equalizing goal, he celebrates like a madman. And why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. We didn't hear Darren praying tonight. I know, so sad. Oh, God, that would have been a fun game to have right. those guys call on to. But we had to have... I don't even remember. Was Pierre wasn't on our no. broadcast. It was just lifeless. Was yeah. it that guy who has no personality? No, no, no. It was uh, the... Hurricane's old guy, John Forsland. Future Lee of the Seattle Kraken, I believe, right? All right. I think he's supposed to be their play-by-play guy, yeah. Uh, Who's the other guy? And Philly goalie. Oh, uh, Lawton? No. The other one. Boucher. 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 Brian Lawton does do some stuff, though, right? Yeah, he's on, like, NHL, yeah. Okay. And he is a former Philly's goalie, right? Okay. They're gonna. I think they're gonna axe that, aren't they? Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that, baby. Um, Brian Lawton is fifty-five. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> Something. Okay. <laughs> okay. Also, he was never a Philadelphia Flyer, but aren't you glad I could come over here and learn because of the way I pronounce it? Uh, Robert Thomas. Oh, boy. Remember remember how we talked about what was going around was coming around for Jonas Brodin? Oh, boy. Not so great, yeah, Jonas. That's where he got to the rest Woo! of the movie. This is where the Batman shot down, and it wasn't so good. 
Uh, Mike Hoffman kind of backhand chipped this into the zone. It looked like a really pretty play. It was not intentional. But I'll give him credit. When you're hot, you're hot. And he's red hot. That was his 32nd point of the season. Also, not even a Cy Young guy. 16 and 16, baby. Mm. He's good. He's, he's good so good. Resign him. Ditch Baruby. Sign Mike Hoffman. They, if they re-sign Mike Hoffman, barring any sort of, any sort of like insanity, uh, fine. Yeah, I'm fine with it now. Great, great. Hoffman shut the puck into the zone. Robert Thomas corralled a bouncing puck. Jonas Brodeen, all he had to do was hit this puck one time, and he couldn't do it. <laughs> swinging a miss, swinging a miss, uh, swinging a miss. And uh, Thomas shot it high over Talbot. Robert Thomas actually took the shot. Uh, and managed the shot and scored the game winner. This was the third latest uh, regulation game winner of the season in the NHL. 23 seconds remaining. Uh, great. It just felt great. It felt so good. Um, and this felt like a win the Blues kind of deserved. They had 74% the Corsi in the third period. Um, <laughs> none of the high danger <laughs> chances. 12 to 3. Uh, expected goals, they're getting dwarfed. I don't know what to make of that, because if you're winning, you're winning. But it's not promising. But this one, this streak does still feel better than the last one. Yeah, I think the last one, there was, like, big holes. This one, it feels like, yeah, the other team has some of the metrics on you, but you're still able to win. You're still able to play uh, your game or their game, whoever's game and win. And yeah, I, I, I take that, I look at that third period, right? And we had, like you said, 75, 76% of the uh, Corsi 4 in the third, right? Yeah, 74. Mm-hmm. And like, that's great. We were down 3-1 and we didn't sit back on our heels. We didn't let the Wild dictate the game. And I thought we looked really good. I was getting worried because we were playing fast and it's like any moment you play fast and you errant pass and it goes the other way and they score and game's over. So I was worried in the sense that it was a, becoming a fast, fun game, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I was it was it was fun to watch. It was amazing to watch them actually play kind of some swarming hockey in the third, um, compared to the second where they were getting hemmed in all the time. Uh, and I'm glad they're able to make that change because I was a little worried mm-hmm. after a while. It seemed like they were getting worked over a little too much, and I was like, they are going to be tired as shit. Yeah, we'll see how tomorrow goes, um, but promising so far i don't know mm. how you can't be upset can't be upset you've got to be positive baby uh craig ruby i thought the peri- third period we came out with a different mindset than we did in the second period i was happy first and third tonight second period obviously not so happy. <laughs> like, like it's like a pain meter craig how do you feel about <laughs> the first period oh happy face what about the second period Ooh, Ooh angry Lord, that's face. like an eight on the meter yeah. <laughs> Uh, Cairo on his goal. Yeah, it was just stick handling and kind of went to go on do the Kucherov. No, you didn't, you sneaky bastard. <laughs> and it kind of went in there. Yeah, it kind of went in there, but not because you're Nikita Kucherov, buddy. <laughs> uh, Craig Berube on Mike Hoffman. I liked Hoffman. He's never liked <laughs> Mike Hoffman. <laughs> that was false. I thought that Hoffman, he got that goal. Yeah. <laughs> so I moved him up there with Thomas Cairo. Also, I love the idea that for Craig Berube, what he needs to see to move Mike Hoffman up in the lineup is him score a goal, which is all he does. <laughs> what I'd like to see Matt Carpenter do to move him up in the lineup is strike out. Okay, you got it, buddy. I'm sorry, we should, we're really dumping on Matt Carpenter, but it's only because he's been real bad. Terrible. Uh, he moved him up there with Thomas Cairo. It obviously worked out. I thought Hoffman had good jump all game, too. He was on his toes. He was determined out there. I, 
honestly, Craig, jumping does not serve that much of a purpose in hockey. So if he was jumping, you should probably corral that. I could lead injury. We've seen it with TJ Oshie, you know, so uh, I wouldn't do that. And then he said there's a chance Pareko plays tomorrow, but they'll wait and see how uh, he is first. And Don, Don can go get bent. Yeah. <laughs> the, what well, about Craig Don? Craig has never cared Meeting about Meeting over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are done. Thanks for mentioning <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, uh, let's talk about Colton Pareko for a minute. This team... Sell. <laughs> ...has been fine without him. Colton Pareko is like... The is wor- he like soup? The worst... <laughs> I, I wasn't going to go there. He's like the worst really good defenseman in the NHL. Or the best not great defenseman. (laughs) I don't want to crap on the guy. He's obviously very good. But this team hasn't needed him. Because they've been bad when he's been there. And they've been good when he's not there. And they've been bad when he's not there. And they've been good when he's there. So, like, he's not... Shifting the tides, and mm. I know he's been hurt all season. It's not really fair, but you got to look ahead. And is it after next year that he's up, or one more year after that? I think after next I year, think he's so up. too. But let's look. Um, yeah, after next year, he's making five five now. Are you going to give him eight million dollars a year because no. he's going to want it? No way. He's going to want seven at least, right? Like yeah, I'm sure. His I'm agents sure. will probably ask for eight, and they'll probably be thinking, I'll settle for seven. For what, though? God, I just don't like Krug, <sighs> Falk, and Preco, like, all signed for, like, seven, you know, 6.5, 7 million a year for the next, like, seven, eight years. Yeah, and there's no way Pareko's taken... I mean, he will want more than those guys as, like, a status symbol thing. Yeah, right. Which I kind of get. Like, I'm not even saying that's out of this world, but, like, you can't. I, ju- I, I do think you'd look at trading him real hard this summer because this team hasn't needed him. You've already made bad commitments to your defense, and that's not going to change. Mm. You're going to have to protect three people. Obviously, if you don't protect Colton Pareko, he's gone. Mm-hmm. So you either have to protect him or you're going to watch Dunn or Scandella or somebody leave. Um, I don't know. I know people are going to hate that because they love Colton Pareko a little irrationally. But they love him and that's a, that's fair. He's great. But it just seems to me like he's kind of, the team's kind of evolved past him. Um, and I don't know... Uh, I don't know what to. I don't know what exactly to do with him. What do you think? So um, um, yeah, it's hard because you need you need a top right handed guy, right? Is that Falk? Mm-hmm. Not really. But is it Colton Pareko? By default, yes, but not really. Like. Like I said, I think they're all, I think Krug and Pareko and Falk are all great second pairing guys. And if you want, and you already have two great second pairing guys signed long term, are you really going to sign another one for that and just thrust them into that first pairing role? And be like, there you go. And obviously, I think the answer to that is yes. I think they are going to do that. But 
I think it's kind of a mistake. I know we don't have any ginormous um, defensive prospects coming down the pipeline. I mean, you got Prunovich is already here. So you're not like having a clear space for them or anything. But at the same time, it just worries me to have three of those guys locked in long term. And you go, this is our defense and you're going to have to work around it, folks. And it's like, I know if you get better options that are just better players, you can always play them up the lineup and you can make your 6.5 million guy play third pairing minutes or whatever. But it just it doesn't yeah, sit well with me. you can't do that and win Stanley. Yeah, that's what I mean. It doesn't sit well with me that you'd have these three guys locked up for that amount of time for that much money. I really think we wanted a right-handed defenseman this year. And listen, Jake Neighbors is tearing up the WHL, so maybe that's just going to work out fine, and that's great. Is uh, he a forward? I thought he was a forward. Yes. Yeah, he is, but I was sorry. I, I get why that was confusing. I think we wanted a right-handed defenseman, mm. and then the last really good one was oh, taken see, right before us, and we didn't get to do that, and so we went with Jake Neighbors. Um, and all I'm saying is I think that may be work out okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if we had that guy, Braden Schneider or whoever, um, who you were like, okay, that can that's at least a top four right-handed defenseman mm. who's going to be in the NHL in the next year or two. Then I think for sure you would have to think long and hard about extending Pareko because it's just it's just the reality of how many how many big long contracts can you give to aging players, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know I mean and maybe the Vegas model is like it kind of works because they've got everybody locked up way too long, but they're still a really good team. But like there's eventually going to come a time where that's real ugly for Vegas. Yeah. And I think their hope is they just have a bought in enough fan base by then that they can survive a couple of lean years. But like it's it's sort of the same as like, you know, it's the same way I feel about Jaden Schwartz. It's not like I'm like, oh, this team's definitely better without him. Yeah, or yeah. Like I really don't like him or I don't think he adds something like I see all of the things. I see all of the positives. It's just kind of like you look at. You look at the commitments this team has already made, and then you look at what's left to be made, and it's like, mm-hmm. who are you going to commit to? Ryan O'Reilly, yes. Mm-hmm. Jordan Kyrie, Robert Thomas, yes. There's nobody else that I'm like, got to keep them, you know? Yeah. Is that... there anybody else for you? O'Reilly's got, what, two more years? Two more, seven, After five. this, and so, so does Tarasenko. Uh-huh. Tarasenko is the one where it's going to be interesting. I mean, it, it, it entirely depends on his next two seasons. Oh, if yeah, he's yeah. anywhere back to where he was, fine. I'm yeah. glad to have him stay. But, like, mm. if he's still this guy. I think that contract is expiring at, like, the perfect time. I yeah. think that's the perfect place for it to be, given, like, his recent uh, injury history. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, it's... Man, I don't know. Yeah, I... It comes down to basically, like, I would have paid Alex Petrangelo $8.8 million and then said goodbye, Cole right. Pareko. Um, and that's what I don't get. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you can justify not paying Alex Petrangelo, and I realize it was a lot of the no-movement clause, which is stupid. But, like, I don't think you can justify letting Alex Petrangelo walk. As we just said multiple times, you can't justify doing that and then still thinking, we got to keep the core intact because this core won us a cup. It's like, mm-hmm. no, this core didn't win us a cup. This core, plus Alex Petrangelo and Alex Steen and Jay Bomeister and Patrick Maroon. Mm. Um, was Joel Evanson still on the team? He left. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah he was part. Well, not that he was a big part of the core, but like all of those guys you let left, let leave, especially Pareko, obviously, Jake Allen. But like, 
or, or especially with Petrangelo, like the minute you let him leave, it's like a new team. Well, that's what I mean. Like you've had so player. much, you've had so much as turnover. As good as Ryan O'Reilly is, Alex Petrangelo was still probably your best player. Mm. Or they're one and two. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but like one of your two best players for sure. You let him walk for nothing. You don't even trade. So it's just like. Yeah, the weird thing to me about Petrange or sorry Pareko is that you get a lot of people that are on Bennington like since the bubble and like, man, we have not had the same cup winning Bennington. Like, where is he? You know, I don't like it. This contract's too long. Yada yada. You know, maybe he's cooked. All that sort of stuff. But you can talk to these people about Pareko and they're like, well, we got to sign him to you know seven, you know seven years, eight years, you know seven million, oh eight million even. He's such a good player. I'm like, dude. The Pareko from the Cup run has not been around since the Cup run. Mm-hmm. Like even when we were doing well prior to COVID hitting, I don't. I think he looked all right, but I don't think he looked particularly good. Him and Jay Bo Meester made a great Those shutdown period. Those three pairing. months of playing with Jay Bo Meester yeah. are by far the best period of his career. Yeah, he was protected a lot by Alex Petrangelo, and that's fine. Mm. That's good. Like young players should be protected. But I mean, and he I was, think that's why, and he was good. I'm he not, was also on fire as as a defensive defenseman. Like it's hard to yeah. obviously like quantify when he's not scoring, but like he looked great, like paired with Bo Meester. And sure. I'm not saying he wouldn't look great paired with somebody else, but it just I haven't seen him reach that yet. And yeah. if he doesn't reach that next season, or he still has injuries and blah blah, you can't. I can't keep holding on to, yeah, but remember he was so good. I'm like, yeah, I do remember, and he's not that anymore. If you're going to play that game well, with Jordan Bennington, who I don't even think fits that, then I think you can play that game with Colton Pareko. Yeah, and I don't think you can I don't think you can have another season where you get to, like, you're playing the whole will they, won't they, extend him, trade him. Mm. Okay, the deadline's gone, now it's extend him or let him walk. Like, you're doing that with Jaden Schwartz right now. You just did it with with Petrangelo. You're doing it with Mike Hoffman, which is a totally different category of thing. But, like, he's another player that if he walks, you're a very different team next year. Like, I don't... We can joke all we want, but the dude's got 32 points. He's scoring not only goals, but clutch goals. Really meaningful goals. it's the same thing as, like, what if Jordan Cairo wasn't scoring at the beginning of the season? How bad is this team? How bad is this team... We've seen how bad this team is if Mike Hoffman's not scoring. Like, Mm -hmm. there's obvious... Yeah, there's an obvious hole if he's gone. Yeah. So I think, you know, I just, as we're very excited about the winning streak, and I want to be excited. I want to see him make the playoffs. I want to see him do well. But, like, I don't want us to deceive ourselves into being like, this is a really great team and we need to keep it together, you know? Mm-hmm. Unless, I mean, if they win the cup, what are then... you going to say, right? But, like, <laughs> but that's kind of what happened the last time, and here we are, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, but barring that, Barring some miraculous run that you don't see coming, I think there still needs to be an honest evaluation of this team and the coaching staff and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we could still miss the playoffs, and if that happens, then our decision's kind of made for us. I it's, feel like it's now three-two San Jose oh, over uh, Arizona with a minute left in the second. So yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I just I think we need to evaluate the team honestly. 
Money Puck has us at an 81.5% chance of making the playoffs. Hey, it's back. Those weren't, chances, we, weren't we, like, really low? Those chances fluctuate wildly. And I realize yeah. that's the nature of it. But, like, if if a three-game winning streak was all it took for us to go from 26 to 81, maybe you shouldn't have had us at 26. Um, but in any case... I think that's uh, that's where the boys are at. I just want to be honest, and we got a tough end to the season, and as we've always said, if they get through this part of the schedule and they're still in the playoffs, then they've proven that they deserve to be in the playoffs, and then you'll see. And they probably get railroaded by the Avs, and that's not even really a condemnation of them because the Avs are incredibly good, but like we'll just see. But I do still think there's got to be that part of us that's like, okay, but like, what are we really seeing here in terms of the future? Because I think that's how this team this team still needs to be a little more future oriented than present. Oh yeah. Which, by the way, if you can get old Gregarian Cup winner Clem Costin over here and see him for a few games, do it, baby. Oh yeah. I don't know what that's like with travel and quarantine. They said they'll know what they can do with them supposedly this weekend, like in terms of like when he's able to make it over. Nice. Uh, throw them in there, ruin the chemistry, the tepid right. chemistry of this team. I say, give him Mike Hoffman's spot. Yeah, that's right. Just go for Mike it. Mike Hoffman, he doesn't belong on this team. <laughs> uh, but yeah, congrats to Clem on winning the uh, KHL's equivalent of the Stanley Cup, the Gagarin Cup. Uh, now Yakupov also on that team, which made me happy. That yeah. dude, I feel a lot of sympathy for that guy. Put in a situation he shouldn't have been in, not good enough, obviously, but like... Still got some talent, still mm. an incredible skater, and well, not incredible skater, but incredibly fast <laughs> at skating. Um, but Quim Costin, man, he's he's looked like a different animal late in this season. He's a big part of that team winning that cup. And you're never going to know. That's the thing with him. Like, you have to guarantee him a spot next year in your top nine because you're never going to know otherwise mm-hmm. if he's an NHL player or not. The dude, and maybe like, he's not. I'm not fully well, convinced say, yet. Yeah. But like, KHL's a different beast and all. But I think they said in this playoffs, like in the playoff run, he had like four. I think that's crazy. But I think he had like 400 something hits or something like that. Maybe it was the season. Maybe it was on the season. Uh-huh. But like the second closest person was like 200 something. Yeah. So I was like, shit, on open, on big open ice where like physical play is a lot, you know, isn't there as much. I think that is a good sign for him in the NHL level. Again, I think there are people in the Blues fan base that are probably a little crazy in terms of, like, I think this dude's, like, you know, 50, well, 60 point person. Well, he had hits. So yeah, yeah, so he's really great. But I was like, if that guy just turns into, like, a, a good third-line player, honest to God, like, just a, Dude, what gets, we want Sammy Blair, Zach Sanford to be, If he perfect. gets 35 to 40 points this season and hits, like, a truck, I'll, I'll yeah. fall in love with him. I'll buy a jersey. Fantastic. You know, that's a... That's the kind of player you want. That's a Pat Maroon of sorts, you know? Mm-hmm. I'd take a Pat Maroon, whatever. Um, Man, just went, you remind me of a young Pat Maroon. <laughs> I'd start reading. I Thank think I'd start you. reading. Yeah, for sure. No, 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 no. Hold on. Give me an encyclopedia. I'll read every word in there. <laughs> uh, from Archimedes to Azerbaijan. Uh, I don't know why I started on AR. Oh, yeah. And they, they got real excited that I thought of an AC. <laughs> Hey, it's one of those half. You know how sometimes the encyclopedia is like yeah, a, some, yeah. a to A, whatever, before R. There's a lot of information that Google has. That's right. Uh, the NHL, we'll close on this. Can you imagine real quick? Can you imagine 
that you want to know something. Uh-huh. And someone said, let me go get the encyclopedia. Why not just go to bed <laughs> or oh like God. stare out the wall, you know, the I, wall or whatever. I am like obsessive about knowing things too. Yeah. And maybe it's because yeah, I've grown up in an era where like you that. always Probably. can. Because like if somebody's like, how old is this person? I have to know. Yeah. But like, if you wanted that. to know how old Brian Lawton was <laughs> in 1986, you had to like go to the library. <laughs> go and go look at microfiche. That's right. Oh, that's always the sign of something. Someone's looking up something about a murder in a movie <laughs> from like the 80s. Yeah, because uh-huh. they're they like, let me go see. Screen. And like, was the devil involved? And they're like, oh, he was. I've had. <laughs> 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 this is. These two numbers in his birthday are a six and another six. But what's this third number? <gasps> it's the third six. If I was if I was if I was the librarian back then, I would be walking around like you looking up a murder. Because <laughs> I know you are you're looking up microfiche. I saw baby. a house number the other day that was nine 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 and I was like, too close for me. <laughs> what's underneath your that's house? Right. Oh that's shit. Right. Uh I had to use microfiche once. Really? To, I was a political science major because i knew how to get ladies and jobs (laughs) but uh we had a class called public policy which was basically torture people with graduate level classes for no real reason that was the design of public policy and one of the things you had to do was like you well not one of the things the only thing you had to do in this class was write like a 50 page paper on the entire generation of a bill from like the very conception until it was passed and enforced you had to read every hearing and every freaking interview and like everything and the rule was literally you couldn't do any interesting bills because it'd be impossible you couldn't do like the gun control act of 1982 because that would take you a billion years (laughs) to do the level of research that you needed to do so i had like the national environmental protection act of 1993 it was basically how we started the epa um or no it wasn't how we started it because that also would have been too Too much much. it was how we renewed it because it had like a 20-year lease (laughs) originally and we were like i guess we'll bring this back but yeah some of that old stuff you had to like look up on microfilm and it was like insane it was so i felt like an old lady did the devil uh <laughs> the do devil, it the devil passed the epa yeah, Act, i knew it the devil it. well in the uh in the simpsons movie that R- russ cargo guy is the devil and he's the head of the epa so you know i was elected to lead not to read and speaking of people who can't read ted turner <laughs> Uh, this came out of left field a little mm-hmm. bit. I think it's good. It's, I think that's great for the NHL, and we'll talk about why a little bit. But the NHL and Water Media's Ted Turner Sports agreed to a deal that will see the network wind its second-tier hockey rights for more than a billion dollars over seven years, which was more than the ESPN deal, wasn't it? Wasn't the ESPN like $550 million or something? This might be total. I don't know. Um, that would make sense. Total would make sense. But I know, I think they wanted a billion, so that's good. Still good. Good job. Great work, NHL. Turner will land three Stanley Cups, one of the NHL conference finals round, playoff rounds, uh, and the Winter Classic as part of the package. 
With the NHL agreeing to return to ESPN for over $400 million per year, the Turner now expect to pay $225 million per year. The NHL increases its rights fees to more than $625, up from roughly $300 million in agreement with NBC Universal. Of course, that's just the U.S. rights. So I guess total over seven years, this is over a billion dollars. And then the number I was thinking of was per year. So $625 a year, that's pretty good that's mm-hmm. good i'm proud of the league yeah um the way that i think this is hopefully gonna help is t in ttvs i guess turner mm-hmm. is the one of the broadcasting outlets for the nba yep. i guess espn and tvs team up on that too mm-hmm. but tvs is responsible for the uh shack and charles barkley and uh what's his name show yeah. What's the what's the host name? Ernie. Ernie, right? Uh, Ernie but, uh But that show's fantastic, and NBC NBC sucks. They suck. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. Like they're I'm fine. sorry. Doc Emmerich was the heart and soul of that broadcast. Catherine Tappan's good, but they put him in there with like knuckle dragging. Boring old oh, man. Oh, terrible. When Patrick Sharp and Catherine Tappan are on there and it's like Kevin Weeks or whoever is the third, yeah, pretty good. Better. That's a lot better. But when it's Mike Babcock and not Mike Milbury anymore, but the, who's the guy that's yeah. basically Mike Milbury? Yeah, the Flyers dude. Yeah. I can't think of Brad his name. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Jones. Yeah, Keith yeah, Jones. Um, It's just, it sucks. And so one of the ways you get more exposure is by getting more eyeballs on your product which i think this can only help the other way you get more exposure is by being more interesting to watch Mm. and i can't imagine tnt or tbs and um espn will do a worse job of that than nbc sports how do you feel about this yeah i feel like they have a lot more money behind it one of the things i've heard as a complaint was like man this is going to be on like hbo max apparently now like they can stream it on there but it'll also be on ESPN Plus, but sometimes they'll be relegated to like ESPN 2 or mm-hmm. whatever, or ESPN 3, or then we got to watch it. Is it on TBS? Is it pushed because of a baseball game or playoffs? Yada yada. People are like, it's all over the place now. Where do I watch this stuff? And I get it. Like, I do understand that this can be kind of annoying. But for that same reason, that's great because it's everywhere now. Yeah. It's all over the place. Also, you know, 80% of your games are still just going to be on Bowie Sports. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you this know. is all like, yeah, you're in, you're, you're NBC games are now going to be in one of these two places. Your playoffs are going to be all there. I wonder how that's going to work with Bally Sports, because for a while there, it was like the first round was like simulcast. simulcast. Yeah. I would probably still do that. I kind of hope so. Know. It's nice to give them at least a playoff, playoff yeah. uh, run or a playoff round. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited just because it's it's new. I mean, we've had NBC doing this for what, 15 years now. I mean, yeah. it used to be the outdoor network, then it was Versus, then it was NBC Sports Network or whatever. But, like, all they have is, like, what? The hockey? I guess they have, like, the horse racing for the three races that it ever matters. Premier League, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's their big Man, they gotta, big get, horse. they gotta get that out of there. They yeah. gotta get that somewhere else. What's Peacock gonna be, then? It's a joke. It's just WWE <laughs> Network and Parks and Recreation reruns. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, to me, this is exciting. The thing is... The NHL has to let these people do their job. Yeah. And I'm not confident that they will. But, like, you know, I saw somebody be like, Ryan Whitney is your is your shack. 
if, if you're like you know because yeah, he's like is, or charles barkley whoever is yeah like, but if you looked at his face though yeah like, i've looked at his face he's, but he's, he's like more of a podcast he's face. like young exciting hot takes and i'm like yeah and that's why the nhl won't let him anywhere oh, near true. their broadcast oh yeah they're not gonna do anything and so him. like and I, I'm, I'm sure he can prevent himself from swearing for you know a broadcast maybe i mean bernie federico can that's right. but he bernie, trips over his words but so. like so the NHL has to get out of the way if these organizations are going to make their product better. And this is my constant complaint with the NHL. Connor McDavid, a huge star, mega star, but nobody knows his freaking name because of the NHL. Did you see the press release, the graphic they put out? They had Andrew, great start. Andrew Ference as their... As their oiler on the front yeah. there. Well, he had a C on his chest, you yeah, know. That's the captain. <laughs> Saw the tweet what? that was like, they confused Connor McDavid and Andrew Ference, which is checks notes in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, some intern uh, got is fired. fired. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, and that sucks. But like, seriously, these people have to, the, the NHL has to stop like kicking and screaming against modernization. And they have to let these outlets try some things. Mm. And some of those things are going to suck. Some of those things are going to be like the highlighted puck thing, and that's going to suck. But maybe some of it is going to be pretty good. I'd just like them to make like comments on the play that aren't just like the same thing Catherine yeah. Tappen said, but with a couple more words. Yeah. Get some broadcasters in there that are young and interesting. Get me Patrick Sharp. Get me... Um, I was thinking of somebody the other day that I felt like would be a dynamite broadcast guy, but I can't remember who it was. But like, give me those guys that are recently out of the league, grinders and people with personalities. Get Ryan Reeves on there the second he retires. Like, get those people on there. Mm. And then you've got a show. And then you've got a, a network people want to see. Like, when I, when the Blues are on NBC, I'm like on their from like two minutes into the period to 30 seconds before the end of the period because oh, yeah. I just don't care. I don't want to watch any of that in between. Um, so I just, I, they couldn't, this could be really cool and they just have to let it be cool. So that's my thoughts. Any more thoughts on that? Mm-mm. Okay. That's it. Hey, the Blues have won three games. Very exciting. Um, I love it. I think it's great. No more tears, only mm-hmm. dreams. Now. Can I tell you my one? Taco Bell story. Yeah, for sure. For you know sure. how they have Taco Bell? I wanted you to. I was going to do a thing where we stopped uh, and then came back like Dave Chappelle did, but you brought oh, I'm so it. sorry. Right. It's okay. <laughs> this is it's why okay. we're not Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Um, you know how they this have like... going to be our encore. Our first oh, no, ever no, no. Encore. See, now it's really bad. Now right. it's just... A, you ever run the Taco Bell, like KFC oh, yeah. combination? Uh-huh, yeah. The Yum Corporation, I believe, yeah. that owns this oh, and Pizza Hut. What else does Yum own? Pizza Hut, A&W, I oh, believe. Oh, do they really? Yeah, Yum Brands. I don't like that as a brand. No, sure <laughs> don't. Headquartered in Louisville, Kentucky. That upsets me. We have a recipe for good. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like it to be better than good. I don't like this. I don't like this. The Habit Burger Grill? I'm out. Heard of I'm out. I'm out. So I went to a KFC Taco Bell conjoined twin Ooh, and wing street as well really yeah oh because that's just part of that's just part of pizza hut long john silver's an a and w but i guess they've either divested or those are closed <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen a long john silver's 
in forever. I've seen A and W's. There's there's a lot more in like the northern parts of uh, the mm. Midwest. I feel like. But I went to this went to this conjoined twin abomination thing, <laughs> and I was ordering like those what are they those Doritos Doritos crunchy tacos Doritos Locos yeah. tacos yeah and this is like a long time ago when they also before had before they took them away from but what they did take away eventually was that like chicken as a taco yeah what was that called I don't know uh, it was, yeah, I forget. Yeah, was, the, like, the chicken, the chicken was the taco. Yeah. And then they had chicken, stuff inside ch- the chicken. Chick Lupa or something yeah. like that. So, I ordered these crunchy tacos. Chicken chalupa, naked chicken chalupa. Oh, okay. That's right. I then proceeded mm-hmm. to order this naked chicken chalupa thing. hmm <laughs> And in my brain, this was late at night again, and I was under no, I was probably had something to drink. But, but I didn't drive I there, were... someone drove me there. Okay. I had a ping pong match in my head as I realized <laughs> that what I ordered, I then thought was what KFC had, right? Where they had the two mm-hmm. pieces of chicken as a sandwich. What was that called? Do you remember that? The two... uh, yeah, that was a double down. So I thought I had ordered a double down on accident. And I was like, they only have those at KFC. And then I was like, wait, this is a KFC. And I said, wait, no, I didn't order that. No, wait, I ordered the one from Taco Bell. Wait, this is a Taco Bell. (laughs) And it like, I feel like the person that was watching me order watched like a story happen on my face because it was like, oh, uh, it looked like I was having a little bit of a seizure. (laughs) I love it. That was a great story. That's a great way to end, folks. Whether you're having double downs or naked chicken chalupas to celebrate tonight, you can't have either because they're both they're off gone. the limited time menu. But, you know, folks, have some chicken from somewhere and, uh, you know, enjoy your evening. Keep clucking. Keep clucking.